Jesus said, Behold, I come quickly. 2,000 years ago, his words came to pass. AD 70, Jerusalem surrounded by armies, the temple destroyed, sacrifices ceased, the end of the age. So where are we at on the prophetic timeline of history? Jesus said, all authority in heaven and earth has been given unto me. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations, and that we have been made kings and priests to reign here on earth. The, the Revelation, Revelation Red Pill, the, the kingdom, kingdom of God, God is now. For yours is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, now and forever. Amen. <laughs> Everything is going crazy today. Hang on, guys. I have no idea what just happened. But now happened. it's in order. Oh, my gosh. Hang on. We're not even on the right. This literally switched out on me. Um, we, mm. I'm not even seeing this, this, the, the stream yard guys, we have had some technical difficulties, which, which goes to show you something good's about to happen. That is exactly right. Corey Gray. <laughs> so let me get rid of this and let me find out where the We're window is. That I the just matrix had out right now. This is insane guys. We have had so much trouble getting today's show started. All right. We're just going to. I'm going to have to do this all over again. You can't, I they can hear us, but they can't see us. What is happening? The option for, oh, wait, I know what it is. I was on the wrong window. How, okay. praise the Lord. I was going to say we could also there take, you got the, you got the banners up. Oh my gosh. Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to Revelation Red Pill Wednesday. We're your hosts. Leah is almost coming. Jason and Corey in the house. Jason and Corey are actually going to be hosting the show. We're just here to hang out. Um, we have some baby chicks that just hatched. Literally, like, we just found out. So Leah's like, tell the guys to take over the show, which was kind of already the plan anyway. We were, so I'm, I, we're I'm, taking I'm just going to hang out. What? Yeah, we decided we're actually the resistance, uh, Roosters. Roosters. <laughs> yeah, we can't we can't be taken over like, hey, welcome to the resistance chicks as you know some dudes. I like it. The resistance no. roosters, it, and actually, that's actually Jason what we said call. That. What is there? We are again. That's what we call our friend Matt when we go places. Just yes, just <laughs> Sunday. Somebody was like, so we were getting we were going behind the VIP thing and the lady stopped him and and she's like who are you and we're like oh that's Matt he's our best friend he's our camera guy and she's like are you a resistance chick too and we were like no actually he's a resistance rooster and the lady just lost her mind so you would be feeling it in the spirit that the dudes that's are hilarious. the resistance rooster which actually sounds better because it has an alliteration resistance rooster so uh -huh. there you go hey Corey yeah Take it away. Okay. So uh, Jason's going to help because here's the deal. All right. So Monday, last week, uh, or, or this week, it feels like last week. So this Monday we talked, I did a round table by myself, basically round tabled out some things and it, God kind of had it ordained, but we were talking about building the new system in the midst of whatever the old is saying regardless of what the old tries to threaten us with we're going to rebuild regardless kind of like in nehemiah and sorry for my dogs everybody's getting home from work so um yeah is that bad in the can you guys nope. hear him 
No? It's awesome. All right. What, oh, I hear I am doing what I normally do, guys, behind the scenes, checking the chat. I guess I can't do that because the way I got the window up. Carry on. All right. Well, I can pull the chat up. But yeah, so anyways, Jason wanted to be on. We had another guy planned to come on. He didn't make it. So I ended up doing it by myself. And it's much easier to kind of war game this stuff out, discuss this stuff out with more people. And then Jason's like, man, I really wanted to be on there because there's this thing, this thing, this thing, this thing. I'm like, man, well, why don't we continue the discussion? And there's like a whole bunch of other dynamics to it we have and that we've been talking about behind the scenes in regards to building the new, what God is actually doing right now because he is done with the old. So I'll segue with this entrada, this entrance. Uh, I'll segue, uh, I'll, I'll introduce it this way. So we, what we have to realize is what God is about to have to do, he doesn't want to do. If you look back to the flood with Noah, that hurt God's heart very bad because he he was sad that he even created man yeah because every single thought in their mind had become devious evil wicked and, but there was one righteous man noah and, and he saved his family um and but he had to destroy basically everything on the planet that he created and loved so much like to, to wipe out this wicked knowledge, this stuff these demons had just filled the earth with. It, like, if you read about it more in depth, the, the, the Nephilim, the offspring of the fallen ones, were consuming all the production of men and consuming men themselves. They were eating God's children. Um, and so he had to do something. Well, we're in the, the place again, guys, where many i'm not the only one saying this we're all feeling this we all know there's something about to happen he has to do something again and he told me today he said corey i don't want to do this mm. we started praying for the judgment last night yeah and uh we were praying and and I'll, I'll, maybe we'll talk about that but god has to break the fiat money system and I know that sounds cliche because everybody's saying, oh, the fiat money. But, dude, what we got to realize is that was God never created man to even create such systems. Right. Alone, be dependent on them like a babysitter taking care of us. Governments and money, you guys use this and play and have fun. Um, it's not God's system. And he has to pull it out. He's been giving warning so that people can prepare, but some people aren't. And so he, he's like, I, I have to do this, but so many of my children are all the way attached to it. He said, but if I don't stop it, if he doesn't stop it, the money printing, the continual wars, the greed, the, the, the just like evil that comes from these greedy people printing money, and making people slaves to it where you work, you know, say you work 40 hours a week and you pay 40 in taxes, you know, you're, you're investing a huge portion of your life, energy, paying back to a system that's just printing it out. You're, you're, and, and so God doesn't want that. He has to make a move. 
And that's kind of one of the angles we've been talking about, or I've been thinking about a lot. Honestly, this is, you're right on target. And, God, and, and, and my opinion that's tied to my spirit and what the Lord has been speaking is, guys, this is not a game anymore. Not that it ever yeah. was, but I mean, so many people have been sitting around just kind of like ho-humming, like just kind of, ho I feel that, that most Christians, because they are a part of the kingdom of God, by the way, it's like being a part of the kingdom of God. And in the very distance, you're hearing conversations that you are willfully not paying attention to. But then like when it really comes down to it, you know what's going on. They like deep down inside in people's spirits, but they are willfully looking the other direction and just hoping that they're not really hearing what they, their spirit knows that they are hearing. And this is the hour guys. And, and it's kind of like a reset of a bone. If we, you could, you could prolong it, but it's been prolonged long enough. We've been prolonging it. And now it's time for the, and I hate to use the word reset because they've, they've stolen that, but like it is time to, for the system to shift back to the, the kingdom of God advancing and we cannot take the baggage with us. And that means judgment. Yeah. And what's interesting about you brought up the, a broken bone, you have to set it. And if it wasn't set properly the first time, they have to re-break it for it to heal properly. And we are in a re-breaking. We are breaking down the counterfeit systems that the, that the enemy has raised up so God is judging, purifying, bringing down the world's system so the kingdom of God will come forth. These counterfeit systems, whether it be the industrial food system, the sexual perversion system with all the sex trafficking, child, mm -hmm. you know, all that, the banking system, the fiat money system that Corey was talking about, the educational system, yeah. you know, the prison system, the government system. He is breaking these systems down. And, but first is what happened. We're seeing the exposure of the systems. First, once it's exposed, then we can deal with the exposure and how to eradicate that system to bring forth the kingdom system, the more excellent way that God designs for us. That's good. Yeah. So I see someone in the chat, Isaiah 41, and uh, thank you for saying it's a good show Monday. Glad you stuck with me. Um, she says, I'm done with today between issue one and Dr. Tim Penny ridiculousness. All right. So I want to share what I actually share with um, you girls today a, a bit about that all right because it may seem like oh we're getting defeated on this get defeated on that but look at this these systems are games that god did not create us to play okay i know we want the victory but for what to continue the same system okay i'm not saying we don't fight and we don't get victories it's a two it's a multi-pronged advancement yes we infiltrate we we get those victories we prep full court press make it as difficult on them as possible to make any more advancement and you guys did a great job in ohio by the way all right they were sweating they're still sweating because now we done woke up all these other states with mutable constitutions mm -hmm. and they're gonna not have an easy time going to their next target we caught them yeah right at the first try basically we we, we kind of missed california but we caught them before they got to all these other states, all right? And the thing is, we can repetition the same 
darn thing again. That's, That's what wife. they do every time, Corey. You know how we, we mentioned that the, the addresses of these constitutions are, or excuse me, the addresses of casinos are in our constitution. That amendment to our constitution came to the people, I want to say two or three times before yes. they finally wore the people down enough and put the these stupid ca casinos in the constitution. So if they can wear it down enough, then fine, we'll just keep going. That's what I'm saying. And next time, say 70%, 75, freak them out, yeah. right? Super but and now you got everyone awake and yeah. realize, and they're going to have to spend a billion and they're going to lose because why? Guess what? Second time around, you're generating more spiritual faith. You can't just fall down once and not get back up, all right? Because they don't, they keep going and playing this game. It's a paper game, all right? That's what I'm saying. It's a game um, that's not a a game that we should really play much yeah. longer because it's based on a false foundation of printed money without the printed money none of those people are there in the first place anyways got it because they're not producers so with the ten penny thing um even if she were i don't know what happened but if she did lose her license god didn't take it she's gonna all right so the more they attack god's people the quicker in higher authority she's going to have in the new system mm -hmm. the quicker it, it they're just ushering in the new system quicker all right we know their dollars failing countries are saying no cbdc's they're realizing the need for production and so we're building a new system i literally am in a different system i built a trade network of around 400 people and we trade no money we can use silver if we want but we use seed and animals, plants. That's what we trade, all right? And we trade out of our abundance. And it, what happens when people have an abundance, right? I talked about this before. You trade out of your abundance. It's like, hey, I got like, right now I have like five male goats. Okay, that's an abundance of male goats. I don't need five goats. You need one, right? So if somebody had something cool, I could be like, hey, want a male goat, right? So that's what's happening because I created an off-grid uh, trade network, right? And trading isn't illegal. Trading isn't illegal because you could just change the word, swapping. And then how does that hold up in court? Oh, they're swapping. Okay, so can we not swap numbers either? What's You got to, it's a word game they play. You got to <laughs> realize the languages are messed up. They created law infrastructure. And so we got pencil neck little domesticated domesticated men that understand a little bit about law trying to enslave the people that understand nothing about law that's why you get someone like tom renz to come in and just show everybody hey y'all are breaking the law we see you come yeah. on come on he probably did it like that too i can see him in the he spirit did, like <laughs> you guys you guys know you're breaking the law like this is illegal that's illegal here's the proof it's simple and so my wife gives me this advice. She said, Corey, you know, they, they didn't lose in Ohio. Just put it in, in again. And you're going to get more traffic. Put it, put it in the next day. Because that's what they do. That's how they think. So I just want to say that. Don't feel defeated. Don't ever feel defeated. Because we are always advancing. Always believe for the victories. The Bible says we're more than conquerors in Christ. All right. He always leads us in triumph in Christ Jesus. So that's what we need to be thinking about as we go forward in attack attack mode spiritual attack mode
That's so good. And what I keep thinking of is sometimes, and we see this with through the Old Testament with different nations that would then attack the Israelites. And God used that for a couple of different reasons. Sometimes he was doing it to judge Israel. And sometimes he was doing it to judge that nation. Like, how dare you come after Israel? Now that you've come after Israel, now I'm going to judge you. And you see this with Haman and Mordecai. When, when yep. Haman came after Mordecai in the story of Esther, well, Mordecai would not have been elevated if it weren't for this situation with Haman. Like, mm -hmm. so a lot of times I see when God, when it seems like there's an attack, sometimes God is literally allowing it. it it's not an actual, like, it's not a real attack. Like, it is not what it seems. He's pulling a sneak attack, just like he exactly. did with Jesus. Just like you did with Jesus, they thought they were going to kill the son of God, Bingo. but they didn't know he was going to raise from the dead. <laughs> it's a sneak attack. Oh, God's the master at it. Yep. Jason, you got anything? No, nope, you guys covered that. The, the sneak attack, and they don't know what they did. They're joyfully, gleefully in the streets celebrating and telling you now what they want to do in November. I read some articles. They want to passed all these things in November. So they're laying out their plan. And it, this is a time for repentance for the people that didn't vote or voted no to make it where they don't even get their 50% come November or it doesn't even hit the ballots. They don't get the signatures because some of these ballot initiatives they're trying to put in in November, they still need the signatures. Exactly. So those, I think, 13 or 18 counties in Ohio that voted no and there's what I think is 64. <laughs> the chick. I think it was 64 counties all voted for yes for this, and it was just these small pockets that voted no that are taking the state, and that's not going to happen. The majority of the state really was for. So if you look at the map, where where will the bulk of the judgment come in Ohio? Wow. Yeah, that's really good. I'm sorry I'm distracting you. Know, you. I'm actually going to go help Leah and let you carry on this conversation. But Leah brought these down for you guys to see. We, they literally just hatched out. They're hours old. The They're, wow. hours old, little They're baby so chicks. cute. I could just eat them up. That was a funny pun. That was punny. <laughs> that was punny, Corey Gray. He said they're so cute. I know. I always wonder why people say that. I'm like, that's kind of weird. It, it, I know it is. It is very creepy. Okay. They take say the that show away. I'm going to go help Leah with the chicks that just hatched out. We'll be back. All right. Cool. So, all right, yeah, and someone over here says in the in the chat, Isaiah forty one ten, feel more irritated than defeated. Take that irritation energy and turn it into how. What's the strategy, God? Because we can outsmart them. Come on, we got the mind of Christ, and you know, I'm telling you, when you got lawyers on deck with you, because that's who these people are. They're lawyers. Michelle was telling us how the the room was full of just lawyers. <laughs> Oh my goodness. It's a it's a silly game that that the world has got itself into and I I just explain it like this. It's domesticated domesticated civilization three levels deep, right? Like we first had the idea to be civilized and then people started being um suburbanized. So and then you got these people who are way withdrawn from the earth that they think cow farts are dangerous. Like they, they, I think there's actually people that believe that. 
unfortunately. But guys, let's yeah, yeah let's not focus on all this ridiculousness. But um, let's talk about this rebuilding. We need to talk about this because we need to be putting our hand to the plow in this season. Why? Because what is faith? Faith is action. We need to all be engaging our faith right now. A little bit of faith is is more powerful than you 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 can imagine. Like Jesus even said, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you can say to a mountain, "Be removed and cast into the sea," and it will do it. Okay. So, it what is faith? It's taking steps forward with what God is inspiring you to do, the direction he is leading you, taking steps forward with hope for a brighter future. All right. When you have hope, faith, listen, in Hebrews 1, it says faith is the substance. Listen, you got to get this. Faith is, it says now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. Pause for a minute. You guys getting it? So faith is substance of things hoped for. You have to have things that you're hoping for. Where's hope at? Future. Okay. That's why I say when you have hope for a brighter future, if you can see into the distant a brighter future, you will have massive faith. Hope is the secret ingredient to faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. So faith is a derivative of hoping for things. <laughs> okay. I got to break this down. It's so important because without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith, it's impossible to manifest the kingdom of God, the government of God. So the, the problem we've had in America and many nations of the world is this short-sighted gospel. of Well, we'll just wait on Jesus to come back or we'll just, you know, wait on the rapture or we'll just occupy till he comes. All that stuff does is say, OK, there's our limit on our vision. We're only seeing this far. Now, all of you who run businesses that are successful know that you can't be short-sighted and run a successful business. You need to imagine five years out. You need to imagine 10 years out where you want to be. You need to see it. You need to put yourself in those shoes and imagine it, and then it can happen, right? And so the body of Christ has been very bad at using hope, which is imagination, okay? It's connected to imagination. Because, all right, think about hope, guys. I, I'm not trying to do this crazy in-depth teaching, but I feel led to say this. When you're hoping for something, what are you doing? Like, you're hope. okay, for example, I looked at a land that I absolutely love. I looked at it yesterday. Was that yesterday, Jason? Uh, yes. Man, these days, whoo, <laughs> yesterday, I feel like I've had a week already. That's why I said last Monday, even though it was like two days ago. <laughs> I looked at this piece of land, right, way up in the mountains. It's four acres, three acres maybe, three to four. I haven't done the math yet. But it's 25 meters wide by 600 meters long. Unique, weird looking, I mean, you know, 25 meters by 600. It took me 30 minutes to walk to the back. To the end and back um but i love it i love it and so last night i couldn't even really sleep i'm sitting there just imagining i'm hoping for that land right because i don't have all the money for that land yet i do in the name of jesus in the spirit right 
but I, I'm an, I'm hoping for it. So I'm sitting there imagining what I would do with it. I told my wife, imagine what you would do with that land. I told my son, what would you do? Why? Because I know imagination breeds hope that breeds faith. Faith manifests what? Provision, manifests grace, manifests the kingdom of God. And I've done this rinse and repeat over and over. Man, if you want to manifest something powerful, get your kids on it with you. Get their imagination on it. Dude, my son, we were talking and Jason's like, man, you, I showed him a <laughs> video of it. And uh, my son, at first he was walking through the land. He's like, is he no, this isn't the one, dad. Not feeling it. He's seven, right? I'm like, you're not. I'm like, it's pretty sweet. And my wife's loving it. I'm like, why not? He's like, eh, just not feeling it. But then we got back and we all sat around this tree and he found a lizard. He found three different lizards and some butterflies and a beetle. And so he's like, dad, this is the one. This is definitely the one. I'm like, because it's got some bugs in. He's like, yep, yep, because it's got, I found lizards. He's like, there's got to be more lizards. He's He got sold on it, right? And so I <laughs> I showed a little short video, Jason, and, and uh, we were looking at it honestly, maybe to potentially help out one of my friends or flip it, you know, restore it, flip it, plant fruit trees, uh, but we love it. Right. And so I was like, well, I might be selling this because I wasn't for sure. Yeah. I might be selling it and ask my son, I said, how much would we sell it for? And he goes, $1,000 trillion or a rocket ship. Either one. So he's not joking though. Like he would literally take a rocket ship. He's constantly trying to build a rocket ship. He believes <laughs> he can build one. He, he's, I'm always having to bring in motors and parts and he's building stuff. Like it's, it's pretty cool, but little story. I know people like stories, but imagination, what are you imagining for your nation? I mean, the word is right there. Image your nation. If you can't image your nation, you can't have hope for your nation. You can't have sufficient substance to your faith to change your nation. And what does modern end times theories do? It cuts off your hope for the future, says everything's going to get worse and worse. And that's how the devil's been getting spiritual footholds over us. We're not, we're not imagining the future we want. The, the globalists are. They have a document called the future we want. And they went around and had nation leaders sign in agreement. What are we agreeing to? The other day, I'll say this, and then I want you to share on some of those points you were talking about when we're rebuilding. But the other day, I was like, man, if y'all are still waiting on Jesus to return, you, you missed it. Right? And this lady goes, like, Corey, you know, I think you're just causing division in the body of Christ or something like that. You're breaking up the unity. And I sat back and I'm like, what unity? What are you talking about? Where's the unity at? Where there's, you know, 300 communist networks of America all marching to the same 40 page document. I said, we got 300 denominations in America all looking at create. They're not united. What unity? I, we almost wanted to call this broadcast. Where's the unity and teach on unity, <laughs> but there's no unity because the purpose has been hidden by these teachings so people don't see far enough. They don't image the nation. I want you guys to, to think of that word and try it tonight. Image with hope 
for a brighter future, your nation. You don't understand, but you will. You have to understand why God gave us an imagination. Why did he give you an imagination? So, Because imagination is a creative force. It's not just, oh, I imagined it, so now I see it, now I can build it. No, it, when you have God and you use your imagination, you get the spiritual hand of God helping you. You understand? Somebody's phone's ringing. I think it's one of the girls. Yeah, they probably just left it there playing with the chickens. All right, but are you guys getting it? Imagination. And by the way, I am obsessed with imagination. I created a whole school called School of Imagination. Everyone should learn how to use your imagination for your personal life, get your personal victories. But then, guys, I'm telling you, we have to, as the body of Christ, get together and say, what do we want for the future? What's our school systems going to look like? How are we going to manage our fuel systems, our our, our electricity, our water systems in a better way. Every time I come to America, I, I land at either my dad or my mom's house, and I'm like, dude, this is so unsustainable. I come from a place where we work with nature, and I come into America, I'm like, dude, got, like we don't even flush our toilet paper down the toilet. I know that that's gross. We burn it, okay? We don't, but I know that sounds weird and, and crazy, but they think it's weird and crazy to throw all this paper and just pollute and swell up these septic tanks or these underground tubes and so it's just highly unsustainable the way america operates if you go to third world countries I mean, i'll tell you what they need to uh, first world countries need to stop calling them third world countries because they operate with way more efficiency in about every area I can imagine. You know, um, it depends on the nation, of course, and some leaders don't allow much freedom to their people. But where I'm at, man, highly productive men, efficient men. But anyways, all right. So what are you imaging? What do you see in Jason? I just want to add, you were talking about hope is a substance. Our faith is a thing. Substance faith of hope. Faith is substance of things hoped for. And really, if you look at that, what you're saying, hope is the fuel of our faith. If we don't have hope, you're not going to operate in faith. Because faith is the action of what you hope for. When you imagine a nation, when you imagine having land to be self-sustaining, to have an infrastructure that is not ran by evil corporations, it will produce you, it will cause you to live differently. It will cause you to act differently. It'll cause you to wake up earlier, work harder. We think, and this is something I've walked through, but I have faith. I'm just waiting for God to do it. No, he says, by faith, go possess the land. When yeah. they possess the promised land, they had to go what? They first had to cross the river. The then they had to attack Jericho. As soon as they walked in the promised land, what was there? There was a battle. The enemy has put up these systems. And God is shaking these systems down. And he's saying, will you guys, as a remnant of God that's rising for the kingdom of God, will you come and fight? 
Will you tear down the walls of Jericho? Will you tear down the walls of the fiat system mm. so that they are gone, that they will not control our lives? Because a lot of the other systems I mentioned earlier, if you take away the fiat money, those systems don't sustain themselves. The yep. fiat money is feeding the trafficking system. It's feeding the porn industry. It's especially now we're getting to digital money. They don't even have to print it anymore. They just in a, a digital ledger, create money. What we're looking to do is create the kingdom of God that is tangible. Mm -hmm. The kingdom of God is going to be a tangible thing where we can touch it. Like you're talking, you're trading a cat, uh, you know, a goat for whatever. You've talked about trading seeds. I know you went and got lemons one time, used your lemons to get stuff. We're literally, God told Abram, I am the God of a thousand mountains and all these different things. He defined himself. He never said he was a God of paper money that can be burned up. He yeah. always defined himself as the God of the creation. Yeah. And those are the things that are tangible that we as believers are to manifest in the kingdom of God. Because guess what? My little garden, I planted, I think it was 12 plants this year. It's been producing all summer. I've ate more tomatoes and cucumbers from that garden than I ever imagined. I planted two cucumber plants and it's produced and been giving us one to three cucumbers a week for the last six weeks. Never imagined. Like I'm blown away at how God, God's system mm -hmm. continually reproduces to the place where we can have abundance yep. to share with others. And we can, we really can watch the other system fall. Mm -hmm. And we're still able to live and function because he's not going to tear down a system without building an infrastructure for his system. And the yep. infrastructure for his system is here. There's people – I had lunch with a gentleman. He said, yeah, when he was in Israel uh, two years ago, he met with people that are building a parallel infrastructure for when the current system falls, they're doing it. And so I've, I've, I've had the privilege of meeting with numerous different people and talking with numerous people that are in meetings about building a parallel system and infrastructure so that when this system falls, we can rise up a godly system to t take over the earth for the kingdom of God. And that's what's the exciting part is imagining what it's going to be like when there's no sexual perversion, when there's no sexual trafficking, when our kids are raised the way they were designed to be, that the family structure is a multi-generational structure where we literally have the justice and judgment of God in the mercy and the truth of God all working together where we're not reliant on these systems to bring food from California for me to eat here that we literally go to our neighbors and we all have an abundance and we live in that abundance as God created us to live. Yeah, it's awesome. And those seeds, obviously that plant produced well, that means those seeds are going to be planted next year and yep. you should save those and, you can sell those be like, Hey, these produce really well. And there's people out there who say, Oh, well, just because one produced that doesn't mean their seeds are going to be the same. I'm like, dude, you're loco. I've been planting, <laughs> you know, species of peppers for so long. They come out just like their parents, um, you know, with little variations, but, um, I always love to save the best seeds because then, you know, or get the biggest fruits when you have a chance to buy one and then use those seeds. Um, you know, so what's actually with this central bank digital currency, it's communism. Everyone needs to understand we're not fighting leftists. It's not the right. It's not 
Democrats, it's not Republicans. It's all, those are all actors in the same movie, all right? It's ideologies. It's the communism, communal ideology, commune versus individualism, individual liberties. And they trick communists into saying we're all equals. Okay, fine. If you want to believe that we're all equals, but that's not what their doctrine does. They say one thing, but do another. Look at the fruit of China. Are they all equals? <laughs> Equal slaves is what they mean. All right, because I see someone over here with a nice little communist quote. It says, tax the rich, feed the poor, till there are no rich, no more. And that's spoken, hopefully, as a joke or a true communist who actually is brainwashed and greedy and wants other people's money. That's what that literally is the fruit of you want other people's stuff you don't want to work for yourself i came from extreme poverty and now i'm rich so you want to tax me and take my stuff um you, you know how many people i feed i feed around 50 families 30 to 50 families a week all right just today i fed i don't even know 40 animals, no, more than 40 animals. And I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six families just today. And, and it wasn't one meal. I'm, I loaded them with food. So the judgment of this person over here, you're an idiot if that's what you believe. Tax the rich. You don't know that some rich people work for God. Was Abraham rich? Yeah. Kings were afraid of him because God prospered him so much. Was Solomon rich? Yeah. Was King David rich? Yeah. Were they good? Solomon, you could question, right? But King David, man, what did he do for his people? He obeyed God. He was God's friend and God prospered him. He had his own city. So you're saying tax him to the max, take his money and give it to the poor. No. What if we educated the poor? and taught them how to be producers as well. Because people don't get rich, like, I get it. The communists get mad because they see injustice or they see evil rich people. And I saw that, I used to think that all rich people were evil too, I'll admit it. But then I saw that that's not true, <laughs> right? And uh, we, we should realize that, I mean, there, there's rich people out there doing so much good. Um, but anyways, I'm gonna move beyond that but I want to point out that is the ideology right there that we're battling. And communism will fail because, have you ever heard the saying, how many of y'all heard this saying, you could put a communist in a desert and they would run out of sand. Have you guys ever heard that? I heard you I'm say it the other day. One. But you never heard that before? Heard no. Okay. Because they're, I, I have to explain this. They're very bad at business, okay, because they're saying, hey, one government autocrat is going to govern all businesses in a state or nation they're going to go they're going to be in control of all the businesses with forced labor so they produce horribly as long as they're full and their family's full they're cool and as long as their workers aren't dead like they're not giving them chance to advance so their business is very bad same in socialist governments as well um the businesses governments take over they do very bad at all right so eventually communism always destroys itself 
because it runs out of food. And then they, where are they going to look? They need our food. And uh, what are we going to do? Put them to work. So um, that's how, I mean, that's the wealth transfer. That's the system transfer is all these domesticated on top of domesticated people that think that they can run nations, but have no idea where their food comes from and want to war against people with food. Well, they're going to need to eat eventually pretty, pretty soon by the end of this year, <laughs> they're going to be like, um, where's our food? Didn't you, did you guys see the, the grain silo that just blew up over in, uh, was it France or, uh, where was it? Big old grain silo that one. blew up on a port. Um, like, dude, there's obvious attack on food. And they think that that's how we'll gain our power. No, that's how you all going to starve. Because I haven't seen any of you guys talking about your gardens. But all right, uh, rant complete. Communism is not the answer. <laughs> that's good. That's really good. So, yeah, I mean, clearly we are doing we are raising our food like you said the chicks are good enough to eat which they're for they're their hens so they're for laying but still good enough to eat yeah and when the communists come knocking see you are so much you convict me Corey, and we've talked about this because because they're not democrats exactly the communists no what i mean is you said when they come knocking what are we going to do and i thought you were going to say feed them but i preferred oh. this answer where you said put them to work yeah. And I said, and then I'm going to put a German shepherd over him, all rabid out on drugs like they would do and make him work. I'm like, <laughs> no, I'm not going to do that. That's what they do. Right. Okay. So people who go for communism, you got to realize they they put people in charge of the labor camps. You'll be equal labor slave. And they put rabid dogs next to somebody that will bite you. They're trained to attack people that get out of line. Yeah. And didn't the health ranger actually buy one from Germany or something? He did. Going to Germany yeah, his name's Rodin. We've met him. He's that's a, what they train him for. He's an intimidating dog. I'm not going to lie. People. And we train dogs and watch dogs for a living. So I would, yeah, Rody, Lee and I were like, you know what, Rody? And he was kind of gave him a little pat on the head and that don't need to do much yeah. more. Yeah. Yeah, because I breed guard dogs as well. And I can easily say bite, but we're not going to do that to him. But, I mean, they'll be watched by dogs. You should be. Um, but, no, the communists will have to work for us. That's Guys, that's prophecy. That's, that's logic. They don't, they don't produce anything. And if there's a war on food, if there's a lack of food, and we're all growing gardens, Jason's got his garden, like he's thinking ahead, then we're going to have, yeah, we'll put him to work. And then that shaking, I want you to talk about shaking, but that shaking that takes place, it's going to shake them all out of their positions. Mm. Book of Nehemiah, he even prayed about shake them out of their houses. I'll find that here in a minute. But that shaking is going to take place until... Do you have that scripture up, Jason? Oh, the one I sent, the uh, Hebrews Yeah, you can, 12, you can find that through, in Hebrews, right? Hebrews 12, 25 through 29, and the message is what I sent the other yeah. day. Yeah, whenever you get it, just... Yep, I got it. Okay. So sweet. don't turn a deaf ear to these gracious words. If those who ignored earthly warnings didn't get away with it, mm. what will happen to us if we turn our backs on heavenly warnings? Mm. Heavenly oh warnings. His voice that times uh, wow. 
His voice at times shook the earth to its foundation. This wow. time, he's told us this quite plainly. He's also rock. He'll also rock the heavens. Wow. One last shaking from top to bottom, stem the stern. The phrase one last shaking means a thorough house cleaning, getting rid of all the historical and religious junk so that the unshakable essential stand clear and uncluttered. Do you see what you got? A unshakable kingdom. What are we preaching? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deeply reverently before God. For God is not an indifferent bystander. He's actively cleaning house, torching all that needs to be burned, and he'll, he will not quit until it is all cleansed. God himself is fire. Hmm. That's good. Wow. Can I, I want to read um, in the Amplified here the last uh, three verses there. Now, this expression yet once more indicates the final removal and transformation of all that can be shaken. Right. That is of that which has, has been created in order that what cannot be shaken mm. may remain and continue. Let us therefore receive a kingdom that is firm and stable and cannot be shaken. Offer to God pleasing service and acceptable worship with modesty and pious care and godly fear and awe for our God is indeed a consuming fire. Yeah. So did you guys, um, and I know I'm just jumping in here. Did you guys, uh, start with Hebrew 12, 12 in reference to, um, how this is fulfilled and how it was talking about, uh, the, the old Testament could be shaken. It was made, uh, the covenant in the Old Testament was made with human hands. The temple was yeah. made with human hands. Is that what you, did you guys already talk no, about? No, we actually just, I wanted him to share this because of the shaking that's happening now, mm -hmm. the right. parallel. Because I believe there's a parallel shaking because the thing is, everything that is built gets tested by fire, right? And and what is unshakable is, is what will stand. And so... I believe that God actually is doing this again. No, because, yes. Yeah. No, yes. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, I get it. Because yes. this, I get it because this was talking about a fading away covenant, right? Because the new covenant had come. Yes. So we, we can put that. So this into is really important for our Revelation Red Pill on Wednesdays, right? Yeah. This, it, this scripture lets you know and explains to you the author of hebrews could be paul could be somebody else uh we're not exactly sure who it is um was explaining what was happening in that moment the shaking right now we have baby chicks and they're in shells right now and they're literally shaking right yeah, that's good but once that's shaken it's a chicken right <laughs> and the old shell and the incubated egg is no more. Yeah, that's good. And so this particular scripture is a really neat prophetic word, a a prophetic word that was for that time and that era to let people know what was being shaken, that the new Jerusalem was coming down, it, that the kingdom that you're talking about is unshakable. But everything mm -hmm. that we have built, the principle remains. Yeah. If, if the Old Testament... And that covenant with God was actually shakable. 
Mm-hmm. How much more are governments of men shakeable and unsteady, yeah. right? Good. Yeah. And anything that is not built upon the rock, the solid rock of Jesus Christ, can and will be shaken. So you're absolutely right, Corey. We're in a shaking moment. And, and when we're talking about revelation and end times, and you guys are here right now, what... What this actually does for us is open up the word of God. It shows God moving in in tandem with us throughout time rather than us constantly looking for something completely in the future. So we get to look. You don't look at the story of David and Goliath and be like, well, that was in the future. Like, it doesn't make sense. We need to be, yeah. but we learn from it. Yes. We learn from it. And the author of Hebrews, if you read Hebrews chapter 11, says, um, all of these uh, people, examples in our faith are examples for us. So yep. again, Hebrews chapter 12 is an example for us. And what you're saying is the prophetic word of the shaking. And I love it. Yeah, it, it's an example for us because look, it's a shaking. And we've learned a lot of these words are a continual shaking, a continual coming, continual judgment until the job's done. That's it, Corey Gray, preach it. Because like the reason we can validate this continual shaking until the job's done hmm. is because he says of the increase of his government and peace right no there end. shall be no end so it's increasing out with peace and government okay so anything that's not of peace is going to get crushed by peace <laughs> okay that's good and by the king of the prince of peace and if you read this last part, I want to I want to get this in there. It says, "Do you see what we've got?" This is the message translation. I actually like hearing this one, this part. "Do you see what we've got? An unshakable kingdom. And do you see how thankful we must be? Not only thankful, but brimming with worship, deeply reverent before God. For God is not an indifferent bystander, He's actively cleaning house, torching all that needs to burn, and he won't quit until it's all cleansed. God himself is fire. Stop, Corey consuming fire. I want y'all. Somebody needs to bring up third day right now. Oh, just have oh a moment. Oh my God, he, he is a consuming fire. I'm sorry. So listen to me here. That message translation needs to be write it down y'all copy it tell it to Let's yourself over because this <laughs> god comes and he came and he continually comes he came and judged and he is continually judging until the job is done and there are periods of time when the people of god become so righteous and so ready that God and God prepares us for that moment. Mm -hmm. And right now is one of them that it is a yeah. rapid advancement of both of those things, the coming and the judging. And literally yeah. it is, the hour is at hand for one of those yeah. big pushes. And that's what the topic on my heart was, is God is purifying the planet for his government. He's cleaning house, it says right here. He has to clean house for the holy. His government is holy. It's not a game, okay? Like th these governments are games. Yep. It's not a game. It's divine law, okay? It's promises. It's spiritual law. 
it supersedes what these carnal men have created that contradict itself. It's going to be a clear, precise government with ordained officials by Jesus. That's good. <laughs> um, and so one of the cool things that we're seeing is parallel systems being built in the face of evil, regardless who cares about you devils, all right? Because some men out there actually understand the blessing and promise of Abraham, praise God, finally. And <laughs> when you believe it, you become untouchable, all right? I said it. I had 10 years. Nothing's harmed me, just like Jesus said. Nothing will hurt you. I haven't been hurt in 10 years by any demon, by anything, okay? I believed it, and it happened. And then the blessing of Abraham. Blessed are those who bless you. Cursed are those who curse you. So you can literally build in the face of evil when you get tapped into what God wants built. That's good. Okay. You know, we don't go out building our own ideas and kingdoms. Like if you're sold out, what, what am I here to build right now, God? And then you begin to build and you're untouchable because you're in his will. You're on assignment in alignment and the angels are with you. And dude, one angel dropped 150, 180,000, whatever it was, soldiers, one of them. Okay. And so when you're in alignment with an angel <laughs> sent by God, the commander of angel armies, and you're building, man, that's where we're at. That's and, and so God has prepared his people. He's gotten them in place. And I think it's, I think they're, we're about all in place now because I'll, I'll just speak for myself, but I'm basically sitting back like, all right, well, I'm just riding on your boat, waiting for this boat to sink. When it's going to happen. I know there's other people like that too. I've talked to two of them today. But you make like, it sound like you're not actually in it. I get the sentiment of what you mean and I feel the exact same way. But at the same mm -hmm. time, while that mental image is happening, Corey is actively causing that other boat to sink. Like we are advancing. We are taking this stuff down. So we're not actually, so yes, we're waiting because we are, but yeah. we're causing it. Well, we're working. Yeah. It's like, you can't just sit back and not try to get people off the boat. But right. at the same time, God wants the boat down fast, people off. So the death stops. So yeah. the evil stops. And he has to stop hearing these cries. All Imagine what God's hearing all day and night. What was it? Two million kids? Dude, he's hearing all of those all day and night. Imagine his patience, man. I can't. No, but I saw his heart for a split second, and that put me on fire with this whole thing about stop porn or y'all messing around too much. Gonna get burned. And it's not just pornography, that word, and we've talked about this, and I want to remind you Yeah, guys, that includes, yeah. It's everything. That That's just the word that God stamped on it because that's what most people are. Here's what you need. Here's what you guys need to understand. Pornography is what is happening. When men and women consume pornography, it's a tentacle what is it like a, like i'm thinking of something like sci-fi like it's all connected it's this network that is connected to child sex trafficking uh child gender mutilation abortion like all of anything that is sexually deviant that that pornography right there is connected 
to all of it. So when Corey got that word, stop porn or be destroyed, it's a whole system that is going back to that Greek word, pornia, right? Yeah, yeah I found that out afterwards. Yeah. I was like searching the word sexual immorality for a teaching and it was porneian or, or yeah. pornia. There's variations, but I was like, oh my gosh, it's right. So it did says you guys it. Did you guys start in uh, at the beginning of they Hebrews? They didn't. No, 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 no. They just so, brought up the scripture. I know, but what's really cool is the, the whole chapter of Hebrews 12 is talking about what you're talking about. He's saying in verse 1, seeing we are compassed with a great cloud of witnesses. He had just gone through all the greats uh, in the Bible. Let us lay aside every weight and every sin that easily besets us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. You see, we can't run as we're carrying this weight of sin. He says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher of our faith, uh, for the joy that was set before him endured the cross. For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied and faint in your minds, for you have not resisted unto blood. And there's a lot of Christians out there that think they're struggling, but actually he says resisted unto blood striving against sin mm -hmm. you're talking about running against sin slaying sin sin destroying it and i don't hear this being preached in churches at all whatsoever striving against sin to the point of blood he says then you yeah. have forgotten the exhortation which speaks to you as of children my son do not despise the chastening of the lord or be faint when he rebukes you. So when God's coming to you, when God comes to us, it's only because he loves us. It says that he, the Lord loves those who he rebukes or he chastised. And that means that we're his sons. That means that we're in his body. It says if you if you endure the chastising of God, he deals with, he is dealing with you as sons. That's good. For what, what son is he whom the father doesn't, you know, make sure. Corey, you know this. Jason, you know that you're, what, what does a chastising mean? It doesn't mean you get out and you beat your kids. It means what you're doing is you're guiding them like a shepherd would to stay away from the cliff. And you're just kind of keeping them away from the cliff. But if you are without being chastised by the Lord, okay, then you're bastards. You're not sons. If God isn't constantly correcting you, then you're really not his son. Furthermore, we have fathers in our flesh who corrected us and we gave them reverence. How much more the father for uh, verily for a few days, he chastens us. Here's the thing. What's cool about this scripture here is he says, you guys, you guys can punish your kids. But it, you still don't know exactly what you're doing, right? You don't know the ins and outs of your kids' minds. But it says, but God only, only corrects us for our profit. Only corrects us for our profit that we may be partakers in holiness. Now, no, uh, you know, rebuke or chastening discipline for the present the discipline uh, for the present is actually joyous but grievous. Nevertheless, it actually yields peaceable fruit of righteousness. God is trying to get us to the place where we are uh, actually rejoicing. So if you are being corrected right now in, in life, and I have been corrected, it makes you feel a little bit weak. He says, lift up your hands that are hanged down, lift up your feeble knees and make straight the path of your feet, lest that which is lame be turned out of the way, but rather let it just be healed. It's very interesting. What he's saying is if you're weak from your chest, from being rebuked by God or disciplined by God, 
He wants to actually make you a str make you strong out of it. He it's actually a healing process. Mm -hmm. We talk about a healing process. So you've been in the world, you've got all this junk on you. It seems really heavy. And God is like, hey, don't do this, don't do this, get this out of your life, and you feel weak and maybe and he's like, no, 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 don't strengthen yourself, stand up because it's a healing process. Okay, it's, it's, it says looking diligently. This is a work in process. You are a work in process, and that's okay. Lest any man fail of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness spring up in you. Okay, I know I've felt it before. Y'all have felt it when God uh, is is pushing you in a different direction. You just kind of get like, eh. You you kind of re you, you recoil from it. Okay, um, and then you, here's the scripture you guys are talking about. Lest oh, any wow. fornicator. So here's your pornia. Here's your word here. Fornicator or profane person as Esau. Did you know that God actually compares Esau to fornication? Who for wow, this one says, watch out for Esau syndrome. That's a weird... Wow. For, <laughs> it says, for you know that afterward, when he would have inherited the blessing, he was rejected and he found no place of repentance, though he actually saw it carefully with tears. This is a very, a very interesting scripture. Wow. Yeah. He couldn't find a place of repentance. Do you understand the push that you read actually in the epistles? There's a running away from sin. He actually, he doesn't say, oh, but don't worry, but you can, you, you'll be, you'll be forgiven. Esau wasn't, but you'll be forgiven. No, there's a continual thread throughout this New Testament of get your life right. Get your life right. Uh, for when you, uh, for you're not come to a mountain that might, um, that might be touched and that burned with fire, nor with blackness and darkness and tempest, the sound of the trumpet, the voice of the words, uh, this really, I'm just reading in Exodus, this intenseness where the people couldn't even come to that mountain, this terrible quaking mountain, but you are come to Mount Zion, uh, the city of the living God. So when people say, I'm waiting for Jesus to come and reign. No, you're there. You're in the city. He says, you're here. You're in the heavenly. It literally says, yeah. you guys, the heavenly Jerusalem. I'm waiting to live in the heavenly Jerusalem later. Well, it's been around here for 2,000 years. Doors right there open. I mean, like, seriously, if you want forgiveness of sin, if you want to live holy, if you want to live righteous, you're going to have to get into this new Jerusalem where there's an, a new, you know what's really cool? It says an innumerable company of angels to the general assembly, the church of the firstborn, which are written in heaven and to the, and to God, the judge of all and the spirits of the just made, made perfect. You're hanging out with angels. And he literally says, you're in the new Jerusalem and you're hanging out with every saint from the beginning of time. Come on now. And you can't bring in your trash, your junk, your porn, pornia. Your, you can't bring it in. You literally can't bring it in. So you're constantly either going to be outside of this really cool place with all the angels and all the saints from, from time immortal. Right? Yeah. And we get to live out of that right now, here today. We're yeah. hanging out with the saints. He literally says, you're there. You're in the New Jerusalem. You're hanging out right now. Great. Right now. We've been authorized to colonize the earth with that. With heaven's culture. With the ways of heaven. This one says, I want to read it. And this one says, no, that's not your experience at all. You've come to Mount Zion. The city where the living God resides. The invisible Jerusalem is populated by throngs of festive angels Woo! and Christian citizens. Woo! It is the city where God is judge. Yes. With judgment. Yes. <laughs> Listen. I know, right? With judgment <laughs> Corey, we can't that see make words. us just. Do you hear that one? He, it says it's a city where God is judged 
with judgment, where God is judged with judgments that make us just. Oh my gosh. Woo! So that's what's happening right and now. Glory, if this city about. is here, we're already in this city. We are already citizens of heaven. We're already ambassadors of heaven. That means we came from heaven. We're born from above, but yet we're here. Okay. And it says that these judgments make us just. Yes. So these judgments are coming. And you guys said, what What do you got? Someone, somebody said something about this the other day. Michelle did. Yeah. We were, we you were say, just Michelle? calling out. We said, Lord, judge us. Be the judge. Well, no, the judgment yeah. continually comes. No, yeah. there's something else we said. The Maybe it was you, Jason. Did you say something about this? These judgments are, are simple or, or man somebody said you it, said or, something about judges today judgment i feel like today jason too. might have said something about the simple judgments we talk a lot guys about Corey, this can stuff. you make us big or make the we don't we don't see the okay. words of the thing okay sorry <laughs> well i know today well it's because i didn't finish reading it but no I'll but be, we can't even we'll see the back. words for some reason we couldn't it went there were oh, no words we had seen them and then they went away yeah we were seeing them last time Last, no, last I can slide. see it on the plot. I can see it when I replay it. So, but anyways, all right. Oh. Yeah, I can Go see ahead, it on Jason. my rumble. I'm I'm checking it. Okay. You guys may not be able to see it in here though. Okay, maybe the rumblers can see it. That's cool. Okay. The rumble viewers can see it. I know today we talked about justice and judgment. Yeah. And they're in the Old Testament, they were used interchangeably so much. Mm -hmm. Like if you look at Psalms 35, 5 and then King James Version. It says he loveth righteous and judgment. But if you read it in the New King James, he says he loves righteousness and justice. Mm. So a lot of people are afraid of the term judgment. But God cannot be the one that is establishing an everlasting kingdom, a peaceful government, and let injustice reign. He cannot establish an eternal, unshakable kingdom when we're killing babies. Ah! Right he there. has to bring the judgment and the justice upon the people that are for that. And that's mm. what was so big about Ohio. We cannot have him, because in Isaiah 9, 7, in the Living Bible says, His ever-expanding peaceful government will never end. Mm. He will rule with perfect fairness and justice from the throne of his father David. He will bring true justice and peace to all the nations of the world true justice yeah. not what people get outraged about true justice the ones that when a life is taken there will be justice it said that the earth cried out from i believe cain's blood is that correct yeah that the uh, earth well, cried out the earth Abel. is abel's, abel's blood. blood the earth was crying out it's crying out for all these children that have been aborted it's crying out for these children that have been had their identity taken be because of gender mutilation it's crying out for the people that have been enslaved by a debt-based system where they're working for paper money that they can never get out from the slave of the people that print that money they're crying out now. for what is happening we got some preaching going on hey jason in that uh, my King James is not very good in these two scriptures. I know you guys started, I think, in verse 26. Could you read uh, verses 24 and 25? In what? In, in Hebrews. Yeah, in, uh, the... in Hebrews 12. Hebrews 12. Well, Corey's okay, got it up. I'm we gonna, can bring it back up. I'm going to add it because they, they can see it on Rumble. Um, no, we're not. No, Nana Yaffa said she couldn't see it either. Like, I'm, not, I'm only I projecting what it. I can I'm see. I'm looking at it. 
I can see it on my little screen on Rumble. I'm watching on Rumble. I got two screens up. I can see it. Promise you. But I'm not even seeing it in the StreamYard. It it's not well, here. Corey, it's not right now. Sorry, it's on there right now. But I can read it. <laughs> Are you sure you're not in the past? Because like Jason and Lee and I literally cannot see it, and my computer will only project what I see. So, but I'm looking at Rumble. Can you guys see my screen right now, shared? We can. No, that's what I'm saying. We can't see your uh, screen. Shared. I brought up Rumble separately, and I don't see it. Yeah, it's not there. No visible on resistance. Chick says floor man. Okay, well, yeah, it's gone now. All right, I was in the past. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> oh right, my gosh, so. that's a whole Revelation Red Pill teaching all of itself. No, make it. Can you make it work? Yeah, I can make it work. Make it work. We, we want so, to see. We I want think to what see it. happened was. But um, all right, let me let me do it again. Sorry, guys. Cause see, when we're reading here in verse uh, twenty-four, um, G Jesus being the mediator of the new covenant into the blood of the sprinkling that speaks better things than that of Abel. Uh, see it's th spinning, Corey. Give see it a that, second. See that you do not refuse him that speaks. For if they did not escape, who refused him that spake on earth. Much more shall not we escape if we turn away from him that speaks from heaven. Mm. Okay, so what he's saying is if they weren't listening to Moses, if they weren't listening to the guys on the planet, uh, you know, on the earth, the prophets and everything like that, and they didn't escape God's judgment, we're not going to escape God's judgment if we aren't listening to him. And I tell you what, guys, there's a lot of Christians that are very comfortable in their sin right now. And these particular scriptures, they're blinded to them. Yeah. They're blinded to the running away from sin, striving against sin to the point of blood, it says. Yeah. I don't even know exactly what that would look like and what that means to striving against sin to the point of blood. But it's pretty intense. Right? So I remember, yeah, it's not loading for some reason. Um, I remember it was you, Leah, that said it when we were praying last night. Mm. You said... Let's let God be judge of Ohio. Let's yeah. stop being judged. Let God be judged. That right there is what we need to do. We have to ask God to be the judge. And we got to stop trying to do it all ourselves like we have it figured out. That's mm. the sickness that we're doing that we probably yeah. need to repent of is acting like we know the best way to judge all this stuff. <laughs> yeah, and you prayed it, Leah. That's what I when I heard you say that I was like, that's the simplicity of it. That's good. because what God has been, what I've been hearing shouted in the spirit for two years, is God shouting this: "Let my kings be kings." Okay, it let His system work, and mm. you, you, but the thing is, He doesn't force it on us. He's not gonna come in and just try to judge when you get everyone's like get out of here god we don't need you look at the old testament that's how it worked okay you don't want me to be king over you here you go have some tyrants see how you like that have some men he, he didn't like literally throw tyrants on purpose but that's what that that's what turned out is a bunch of tyrants and so you know what do we want now do we want jesus as king do we yeah. want God as the righteous judge in his city to come down? Yeah. Man, I think that we could really, it's just like when you invite Holy Spirit to come into your life, you ask 
Jesus to be your Lord, like we also need to ask God to be judge over our area. You be the judge, God, show us. So with with Ohio, I have to tell you, I don't know if this is a side note or not, or this is kind of part of it, because we are talking about bringing God's government. Into we talked about Ohio a bit earlier. So yeah. um, I had a lot of people today, a lot in Ohio, who were Republicans and conservatives who were happy that it didn't pass. And they went out and actively voted and no. And they actively voted no. They said they didn't like the changing of the wording from being able from collecting signatures in 44 counties for an, a citizen initiative uh, amendment to the Constitution to 88 counties. They felt like it was Meaning making, all of our counties need to get, you have to get signatures from every single county but it does in order make to it, propose an amendment to the Constitution. That it, makes sense to me. But it did make, it does make it way more difficult. Sure. It, I mean, we're still trying to get a, a health freedom one on the ballot. It should be difficult to change the Constitution. It absolutely should be difficult. to con But my point is, I saw this today. And for any Christian who voted no god save your soul literally that's the tweet from hillary clinton that says last night ohio voters pushed back against extreme right-wing politicians who want to control their voices and their choices let's keep the winds coming in november and democracy who are these people that she retweeted these are de this democracy docket so in a huge win Go ahead, read that. Breaking. In a huge win for democracy and reproductive rights, Ohio voters reject Republican-backed issue one. The measure would have raised the threshold for voters to amend the state constitution and made it harder to pass a pro-choice ballot measure in November. I have been arguing people all day who have said it was poorly written. And they voted. I'm telling you, if you vote with Hillary Clinton, the democracy docket, George Soros, that Planned communist Parenthood, party that... Corey shared with I'm us. I'm trying to tell you guys something. That we have separated this spiritual world from the natural. And guys, I don't know about you, but when I read there in Hebrews chapter 12, and when I actually read the Old Testament, I'm seeing a God who is very active in, in our lives. And Jason, you were just saying, how is it that preachers and, 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 and pastors can preach what you just preached about God love God loves the unborn and blah 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 blah. But when it comes to actually enacting that in this earth, they're like politics is so dirty. I'm just gonna stay out of it because I'm just so clean, right? That's what I'm hearing, like from the pastors who were so silent on this, and then these conservative Christians are like, but I just really want to amend my constitution and like we and this is what they're saying. They're like. We got this in November. We'll vote down this radical abortion bill. I voted no here, and I'll no. I'll vote no, but it'll be fine. Babies, eh, you know, we'll we'll take care of it. In Ohio. No, let like, me tell you how this is gonna work. God's gonna save babies, and the kingdom of God is going to save us in November. But what yesterday was about, and what Corey's been talking about, and Jason and all of us have been talking about, yesterday was a sifting. A decision. Are you on the side of God's Are side of God's side judgment? Of stinking Hillary Clinton. There is never and the communist a time party. And the communist, the communist party. There is she never is the a communist time. party. Her and Obama are the two leaders with Soros in America of the Communist Party. Yeah. And there's a sifting. I'm telling you, this is the judgment of God coming on you people because this is the sin of Esau. This is the righteous blood being shed right I now. I do believe that if you're listening right now, you have a chance to repent. 
but repent now do it now soon. yeah you have to repent soon guys everybody you need to tell your neighbors because look um straight up she admits in that tweet that it's about killing babies it was absolutely That's what it, about killing babies it was absolutely like, they, they were trying babies. to make it harder for us to have pro-choice but now let's vote in november and kill some babies is what basically she's it, it is what's These not basically so what she's saying and we huh? have to bring the new Jerusalem in. These people are literally, this is, that is a. But that, guys, remember the, the word that I, I, I hope most of you guys saw the word that I gave last night that God gave me yesterday. But remember okay, the vision that God that. gave me. When we talk about bringing in this new Jerusalem, I saw a vision as we bring down, like Corey says, heaven invading earth, right? As we bring down the new Jerusalem and advance in these territories, I saw the angel of death working in a choreographed move with the people yeah. of God. So judgment and righteousness go together. Okay, so the advancement of the kingdom of God brings forth judgment and justice. And I have been seeing the people of God rise up in righteousness. And in the, the very fact that issue one got put on the ballot, the very fact that 1,303,548 people voted yes yesterday is a giant thing. It is a big win because those people got off their butts. And that righteousness is going to bring out the... If you voted yet, if you voted yes yesterday, or you were supporting this around the world, you have helped bring in the judgment and the justice. And as that happens, it's a in tandem. It's a choreographed. And get on the right side of it. Here you it know. comes, and it, it it's all one thing. It, you can't. It's inseparable. Yeah. So there was Michelle, like three other people who said the same thing you did wow. about this angel of death loosed. I upon saw America. that. Big prophets. Yeah. Kent Christmas. Julie Green. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And so I was thinking about he creates the 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 destroyer to to wreak havoc or whatever, right? The destroyer and to so, destroy. Yeah, however it says it. But but that's a, that applies here. And you remember when God gave me that word, um, everyone was like, Corey, you're supposed to intercede. God gave you the word, intercede. And I tried and and God said, no, Corey, there's no, and, and I was like, dang, like he wasn't budging. And your word was something like it can't be stopped. Yeah. Was that your word or someone else said, no, in the chat, someone else said they got the word that the angel's been loosed and can't be stopped. Yeah. And yes. that's, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's the same that thing. I'm like, God's like, I'm Christmas. not relenting from this thing I'm about, about to do. Oh, He's oh. not stopping it, guys. It doesn't matter how much we petition because think about it. He has to stop what we've built is worse than this Tower of Babel, way worse than the Tower of Babel, mm. way worse than Sodom, guys. And so God has to do something. And I today, ha, oh, my goodness, you real? You, uh, I don't even know. I'm not going to go all conspiracy on you guys, but there's about a, a bunch of different ways that this could happen that I realized today where people go down. Yeah, there's a there's a ton. I want to read if you wouldn't mind that scripture that you said because it's very cool. In uh, you read the whole chapter of Isaiah 54, guys, because uh, it's a it's a peaceful scripture. It says, "Sing, O barren one who did not bear, break forth into singing, crying aloud, you who have not been in labor. For the children of the desolate one will be more than the children of the married, uh, and a larger place of the tent." This is a scripture about coming into the kingdom of God and and um the, these are messianic scriptures but to what you're talking about with isaiah um it's isaiah uh, 54 16 
And he says, in righteousness you'll be established. You shall be far from oppression. And you won't fear. And from terror. It's not going to come near you. Mm -hmm. If anyone stirs up strife or problems for you, it's not from me. Whoever stirs up strife with you will fall, fall because of you. For behold, this is the thought. glory. Yeah. I got to interject. Go ahead. You should never believe for them to overcome you. You should believe that right there. If anyone stirs up strife, and if you look up the word strife, okay, it literally means strife. If anyone makes you strife a little bit, they will fall because of you. That's why yeah. And when you are friends with God and someone comes at you the wrong way, you're like, oh, Lord God, please don't hurt them. <laughs> like, it's mm -hmm. not that he's mean. It's that we have a blessing and a mission, and you don't want to get in the way of that. All right. Sorry. No, that's, it's so powerful. Uh, whoever like comes at you to mess with you, basically, your dad says, your dad's behind you. He said, they're going to fall because of you. They're so this whole lovey-dovey, pray for your neighbor. I get it. Pray for your neighbor. But he's still going to fall because of you. He still can't come and attack you. Somebody can't come rape you, lie to you, cheat from you. He's going to fall. Okay. He can repent, but he's going to fall. They can't and even he says, try. Behold, I have created the smith that blows the coals of the fire and produces a weapon for its purpose. I have created the ravenger to destroy. That specific scripture is in reference to those who would come after God's people. I have created the destroyer to destroy those who come after you. And we need to start speaking these scriptures out because this the, this particular scripture, it's like one of those scriptures found in like the lost, the lost treasure. It's like found in a vault yes. and there's dust on the books. And we're like, we're Christian patriots we're like blow we're like blowing off the dust off this ancient book and it's like and we're like showing it to people it's like hey hey, P hey liberty person do you know that god destroys your enemies Woo! ain't been preached in a hundred years in america <laughs> Woo! i know our founding fathers so. preached it but yeah this is awesome we need to start preaching this and then we know that no weapon that is formed against you shall prosper but they don't preach the previous scripture, why is no weapon formed against you not pro prosper? They don't want to say Christians today and pastor today literally take out verse 16 and verse 15 and be like, don't want those, but let's just sing our Jesus songs and Jesus loves me and you know, ain't no weapon formed against me going to prosper. Well, why not? Because he's going to destroy those people coming against you and you got to let him and you shall refute every tongue that rises against you in judgment. And that's what we were talking about with Sherry Tenpenny today. This yep. is the heritage of the servants of the Lord and their vindication. So we in Ohio will be vindicated, Hillary stinking Clinton, because God has created a destroyer to destroy you. And guess what, Corey? We, you were talking about the imagination. We got to speak it forth. God yep. is going to destroy you because you have come against Ohioans. You've not just come against Ohioans, but America for several years since you've been born okay and christians i'm telling you just like what we saw with ohio one was representative of what christians have been doing for a hundred years god is trying to punish the wicked and they stand before the punisher and they're like you know what don't punish yeah. clinton Whoa. and they will take hillary clinton's beating from god for themselves to say don't punish these guys because i'm this lovey-dovey christian no Stand out of the way because she's murdering babies because what she's got is a sword and she is literally slaughtering innocents all over the planet. Okay, and you're you're not just letting her, you're encouraging her. So you guys have voted no on issue one, literally stood between God and Hillary Clinton and said, God, don't punish Hillary Clinton. Don't she do it, so God. Well, man. 
Not on my dime, not not on my time, not anymore. This scripture's for us. Loose your destroyer, dear heavenly father, bring your just judgment. I'm gonna I, justice is a great word, but I'm starting to think we need to use the word judgment a little bit more because it holds a little bit more. We need to it. enforce the judgment. We need to decree the judgment. And the thing is, I'll, I'll give an example. The other day I saw someone on a broadcast, they're talking about all these corrupt people, and they're like, Are they gonna go to jail? I just can't imagine that. That and I said, that's why they're not in there. Because you guys have not imagined victory. What type of football player goes out there imagining losing and wins? What type of basketball player imagines missing a free throw and makes it? Why are we going out there imagining? It's not, I can't see her in prison. I can't see her facing judgment or going getting convicted. See it. Make yourself see it. Make your imagination work. What how's faith work? Jesus taught how faith works. You speak it, believe in your heart that the things you say will come to pass and you will have what you say. You have to believe in your heart. You have to see in your heart what you're believing for, or else you're just wishful thinking. That's good. Absolutely. Jason, are you sitting on something? Calm us down a little bit. <laughs> I don't know if this will help calm me down, but I had Malachi uh, 3, 2 and 3 pulled up. <clears throat> but he who will be able to endure it oh, when wow. and he comes, who will be able to stand and face him when he mm -hmm. appears? Uh -huh. For he will be like a blazing fire that refines metal. Yeah. Or like a strong soap that mm. bleaches clothes. He will sit like a refiner's silver, burning, burning away the dross. Yes. He will purify the Levites, refining them like gold and silver, so that they may once again offer acceptable offer. sacrifice to the Lord. There's some dross coming out of Ohio. Woo! There is some dross coming out of the body of Christ. When we were reading Hebrews 12, it says he is actively cleaning house. There's some dross coming out of the church in America that has allowed this junk in this system because we've said we don't talk about politics and religion. That We don't talk about it. Yes, we do. Ha. These are things we have to talk about because if we don't re re remember Isaiah 9-7, he has a peaceful government. We do not have a peaceful government right now. We have a government that is for killing kids. Killing anybody that is against them. We have a government. It's not a peaceful government. This government needs to be destroyed by the refining fire of God. And we thank you. And like we said, the judgment is coming. The Jesus judgment is coming. The fire of God, that all-consuming fire, is going to burn up these demonic things and purify it. And I love studying blacksmithing. Because what do they do? Fire. You bring it out. Tink, tink, tink. Back in the fire. I feel like I've been in a fire for what going on 10 years now where he keeps refining stuff out of me. He's been doing it even through this last week. There's always things that we get pulled out of us, but there's sometimes in them first fire when you're first going, that's the biggest change when it comes to that metal. And there's some big changes where dross is coming out of the body of Christ, Ohio specifically because of that vote. But he's also saying he's coming and cleansing the house of God Boom. first. And we're going to be seeing that here in August because there's prophet after prophet that's prophesying. Um, I was at a meeting on Monday at the OAPN, Oklahoma Apostolic Prayer Network, 
And they said the war for the soul of the nation will ramp up this fall. But right now in this window, the nine days that you guys are talking about is going to be the refining of the church. We're going to see a lot of things come forth in that nine days that you were talking about, Michelle and Corey, that are coming at the church. He's cleaning up the house of God mm. so that he can have the kingdom built on a firm foundation, an immutable foundation. That's so good. Uh, you know, guys, I don't, I, I'm going to be straight up honest. I, Lee and I, for years, we shy away from putting dates on things unless uh, we absolutely uh -huh. feel like God says, come on, yeah. I gave you the date, give it out. And Cor neither Corey and I hesitated with these dates. Yeah, I don't do dates either. This, I, is, I, I'm, this is it, guys. This, this is I've never done a date, actually, I don't think, in my whole life. I've never. We don't do them. I don't do them. I don't like it when other people do them. And it's not because I'm afraid that something, I know if God's given me something, I know something's going to happen regardless of what it looks like. Cause I'll find out later that it happened a year later. Oh my gosh, that was literally the date. I thought I missed it. And there it was. I know when God gives me a date, I just yeah. don't speak it out because I feel like it shifts the people's focus from the actual word to a, um, an excitable, like, ooh, look at this date. And we're just well, focused. Jesus, like, well, we start worshiping a date. Jesus came and he was prophesied to the to the date exactly. by Daniel and they missed it. Exactly. <laughs> they exactly. The, 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 the destruction of Jerusalem was prophesied and then yeah. they saw it destroyed and they missed it. Yeah. And they're still missing it. Yeah. So, you know, yeah. it's... It, Rebuild it again and destroy it again. Maybe we'll get it this time. We should just build one and smash it, and then maybe they can get over it. Go for that one. Hang on. Let's it's the last big move that we're waiting on. Let's do it. So you you guys know what's really cool is um, when you're when you're reading what's once more shall be shaken, the book of Haggai. All the um, lesser prophets. Those are just the smaller prophets, uh, prophetic mm. books in the Old Testament that people think are for the future. Um, Haggai 2, 6 is, is, uh, the, is the, is the Old Testament scripture that Hebrews is quoting. Hebrews is, is filled with Old Testament scripture. So I just kind of wanted to give a little revelation red pill on that because this is a scripture, um, written, uh, this was written by Haggai during the reign of Zerubbabel. Now Zerubbabel had returned to Jerusalem in 538 BC, along with about 50,000 Jews to rebuild the temple. Over the years, the returnees have become discouraged by opposition and had abandoned their project. Haggai's messages were delivered to encourage the Jews to complete the temple rebuilding uh, project. So Haggai's words were directed to this uh, this community here that's rebuilding the the was supposed to be rebuilding the temple. 18 years after the initial return from exile, the temple had still not been repaired and the leadership was deeply discouraged, not only by local opposition, but by the lethargy of its own people. Darius of Persia was interested in the regions of his empire and in light of the impetus uh, offered by his support, the Jews themselves were more to blame for their inactivity than were their opponents. And I just feel like God was speaking and saying this particular book uh, is something to look at right now because that's where we're at right now. The prophet's message was essentially an exhortation to per per persevere in the effort to reestablish the community and the temple. From the perspective of some interpreters, uh, Haggai's message was more than that. 
It was, in their view, a call to open rebellion against the Persian authority. Those who espoused this viewpoint see Haggai as a messianic zealot who believed that the eschatological kingdom would uh, dawn if only Zerubbabel would be bold enough to cast off foreign domination. However, that is not true because what you're seeing here, I'm going to read this, is Haggai was predicting what would happen when Jesus would come and the overthrowing when Jesus would come. So Haggai seems like he's telling people to overthrow the Persian government that they're in, but he's not. But he is prophesying that it will be shaken in the future. And then the whole point of the Old Testament scripture is to point us to Jesus. And when people read these Old Testament scriptures, they're so powerful. And they're so full of a reigning king that they think that it must be for the future. Okay, so I'm going to read a little bit, in, if you don't mind, in, in chapter 2 to get to the, it's verse 6. In the seventh month, in 1 and 2 and 20th day of the month, came the word of the Lord to the prophet Hag Haggai, saying, Now speak to Zerubbabel, the son of Shetal, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of uh, Josedek, the high priest, and to the residue of the people, saying, uh, and by the way, everything written about Zerubbabel and Joshua are, are kings and priests for the new covenant. Uh, who is left among you that saw this house in her first glory? And how do you now see it? I really feel like this is a representation of America. Uh, is it not in your eyes in comparison as of nothing? Yet be strong, America, O Zerubbabel, says the Lord. And be strong, O Joshua, son of Josedek, the high priest. Be strong, all you people of the land, says the Lord. And work, for I am with you. Okay, guys, God is with us. According to the word that I covenanted with you when you came out of Egypt, so my spirit remains among you. Do not fear. For thus says the Lord of hosts, yet once it is a little while and I will what? Shake the heavens and the earth and the sea and the dry land and I will shake all nations and the desire of all nations shall come and I will fill this house with glory. And then my mom, one of my favorite script, my mom's favorite scriptures, the silver is mine, the gold is mine, says the Lord. The glory of the latter house shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. And we know that that was not true because Solomon's temple was actually greater than the temple that was rebuilt. So what is he referring to? That is when you're reading Hebrews chapter 12 and it says it shall be sh shaken. That is, this is a revelation red pill nugget for you guys. Pack that away. That's a fulfilled scripture. Okay. No, the nations didn't come in Zerubbabel's time. They came in Jesus's time and they're to come in our time. And yet, he is going to continually shake, like Corey says, and continually fill the house with the glory. And Federal Reserve, the silver is God's and gold is God's. And mom is probably cheering in the chat. <laughs> Until it's all, she is. <laughs> she got you. She got you. No, until it, the work is done. What's the work to be done? Until the mountain of the house of the Lord fills the entire earth. Boom, boom. <laughs> that's when the work is done when yes. we when the government there it's a one gov one body one government kingdom of god mm -hmm. covers the earth every nation underneath king jesus and how that forms in each nation well that's up to the main king but he puts kings in place and priests in place he's building that structure i promise you guys just like you said jason you're talking to people I'm talking to you. I, if I told you guys what I talked about this morning, oh my gosh, God is doing a huge thing, guys, so big. And I can tell you guys about it in September. But what I want to say is God is putting kingdom-minded people, people who know what we're talking about right now, that the rapture is a lie and the end times is a lie, that are baptized in the Holy Ghost. 
gave them radical words, left everything to come to certain nations with the word and then landed and got a prophecy that they were to be Hefe leader over the nation. And these people are taking active steps. Okay. And they know the system, the money system needs fixed. Like guys, God is putting his people in place guaranteed. And what I want to just take a quick second to share with you guys is look, we are one body. We have to understand that one family. All right. From one place from heaven. All right. And that one place is coming here. So when we see a brother or sister in say, I'm going to use an example, Australia. Okay. Say there's a kingdom brother with a word on them. They're going to lead this nation into the glory. Okay. And we've seen this word just if, if we're not in Australia, it doesn't matter. We need to all work together to tell all the kingdom members, citizens, yeah. hey, God's put his word on this guy. Because we can tell if you're in the kingdom and you have the Holy Ghost baptism, you can tell if there's a, if the word is real or not. And we, we, we discern, we pray for that person, we petition heaven, we bind and loose and use our spiritual weapons to get that person a foothold. Because look, if it say it's Australia, we're helping all the people in Australia, but that's going to get us a foothold for other nations and yeah, other right. nations. And why are we not doing this when the communists do it? That's my point. But beyond that, guys, this is the methodology of how we take back the nations. That is the gospel. The gospel is that all nations would be blessed. Galatians yeah. 3 8 says the gospel is announced to Abraham in advance saying, all nations shall be blessed. They yes. get blessed because God's children get in charge. It's that simple. That's the whole gospel message in a nutshell. The nations are all to be blessed because God's children get in charge. That's right. All right. And so we need to help. We need to alert. You guys need to tell us if you know of someone rising up because the angelic realm helps them, but they need our help and they need wise counselors around them to make these moves. So uh, if you're, I like to read when I, when I, when I find a scripture that goes back and it's um, quoted in the old Testament, um, I like to kind of read it in context. The next, uh, the scriptures 10 through 19 are about holiness and righteousness. And I'm not going to go into that right now. Um, but it's about the holy garments. Just recognize guys, when you're reading the, um, I'm reading right now in Exodus again and talking about how Aaron was given this beautiful garment mm. and God had actually instructed. It says that God had instructed the, the men who made these holy garments that God showed them how to do it. Isn't that, I've read that. I Isn't know. that I'm so like, cool and how pure and holy it was. So those are the garments that we get to wear now. And I feel like we don't take that. We take it for granted. Like that's really special. But that's the holiness part, and I'm not going to go into that. But verse 20 says, again, the Lord says uh, to Haggai, speak to Zerubbabel, the governor of Judah. And it says it again. I will shake heavens and earth. This is another Revelation Red Pill scripture, okay? Going to the Old Testament, what's fulfilled today, okay? And I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms. We're talking about, go back to Daniel. This is something that, um, what's his name that talks about it all the time? Everybody loves him. The Elijah's prophet stream guy. Johnny Anlow. Johnny Anlow. Yeah, he talks about Daniel all the time. And I will overthrow the throne of kingdoms, and I will destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the heathen. Do you understand? The problem with the end times theology is that they will read 
this Haggai of scripture Here it comes. and say it's for the future. But he just said, I'm going to shake the heavens and the earth. And then Hebrew says it's happening right now. That was 2000 years ago. You have to put that in the boom fulfilled box. Okay. This is not for a future box. It says, I will overthrow the chariots and then that ride on them. I know that you think that that's like a bunch of, um, you know, UN vehicles or whatever. And I will throw the chariots and those that ride in them and the horses and their riders shall come down every one by the sword of his brother. And I will take you, O Zerubbabel. Now, this is the kings and priests are representative of the New Testament church. And we did a whole teaching on, on uh, Zerubbabel and Joshua. I think we did. I know we talked about the golden candlesticks. So we, I know we talked about him. Uh, the son of Shetal. And I will make you as a signet for I have chosen you, says the Lord of hosts. That is a representative of Jesus. It's a representative of the body of Christ. And we need to understand, you need to take this scripture, Haggai 2.22. That's a really great scripture, 2.22. I will overthrow the throne of kingdom. So in Daniel, we see the, the, the kingdoms, right? And I'm going to keep talking about it because you guys have to understand. There's that big giant. It's got the head of gold and then silver and then bronze and then uh, iron, okay? And then a stone taken out of the mountain without hands crushes these other kingdoms. And Daniel tells you what the prophecy is. He says it's Babylon, the Medes, the Persians, Greeks, and then, then it's going to be Rome, okay? And then what happens when Jesus comes? God was dealing with nations then. And now we rule over the nations. He says, I am going to destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the heathen. What does that mean? It means that anybody, heathens, I guess they used to used to be able to say that, you heathen, right? You used to be able to call everybody who wasn't a Christian a heathen. heathen. I'm bringing heathen back. I'm bringing heathen, heathen back. Right, we're bringing judgment to heathen back. We're bringing old-fashioned. Hillary Clinton is a heathen. She's a heathen. She's a, yes. Heathen Hillary. Heathen Hillary, more literally. And I will overthrow them. Okay, so what does that look like? We think that that Jesus will come and do things in the physical later. And I, when we come into these Revelation red pills, we want to unbrainwash you. And so we, we are, we are, it's an exercise of your brain. Okay. Okay. So wait. You mean Jesus works in the nations and he's overthrowing heathen nations like France or if the UK government isn't working for God, he wants to overthrow them? Yes. Any sort of heathen nation goes under the feet of Jesus and we rule as kings and priests. But to Corey's point and to Jason's point, you can't rule and reign if you're not holy and righteous. Okay. And that is why we don't see, that is why the heathen rage and the heathen are in power because if you don't have the holy garment on, honey child, of verses 10 through 19, you ain't ruling and reigning nothing. Okay? And look, God, God's been trying to get his people to lead the nations in the states, but they're not fully equipped. Because just like you said, Isaiah 54, it's like we're dusting off a jewel. They don't even know this, but they're trying to stand up into a throne. If you're not, you have to know that promise and you have to believe it. That's good. That's two different things. Knowing, yeah. believing, and applying it and right. talking to God about it and getting it active on your life. Like that's why, honestly, I've seen two specific men of God who God put words on to rise to a position and both of them fail. One of them fled and went into hiding right at the, at the slightest intimidation. Mm. Mm which is what Nehemiah dealt with, right? They, they came to intimidate, intimidate, intimidate. Well, I've seen it. 
I've seen a man of God in charge of one of the largest groups of Christians, as man, a lawyer too, filled with the Holy Spirit, and one little intimidation, and he disappeared. Nobody even knows where he is. Wow. And he had the word on him. He had the word. And so what I'm saying is, God is trying, guys, but you have to get a few things. You have to get the baptism. You have to understand the promise and blessing of Abraham. Blessed are those who bless, cursed are those who curse. You have to understand Jesus shed the blood on the earth so the nations would be our inheritance. You have to understand that we have all authority and power over all the powers of the enemy to overthrow anything the enemy throws at us. If they come at us one way, they flee seven. We can't come into this thing like little weaklings like, oh, man, what are, they, what are we going to do? I hope we win. No, yeah. we're going to take over. We're dominating. I don't care who you are, who you are. We're a king. I have one friend here in Nicaragua. He totally believes he's a king. Like he orders people around like he's a king. It's hilarious. And he like, but he's like, everyone just cracks up. But that's just his nature. He just walks around like a king. I, I love the dude. But he's so intense, dude. If a devil shows, it's gone, right? When he starts worshiping, the presence covers a whole city. I I one time he started worshiping. He got he gets in the zone and he he's just dancing around worshiping. It'll go for like an hour, and we're like, dude, come on, like we, we got to get out of here now. But then you go. I remember one time he was praying and worshiping. This is a true king of God, and he. I walk out of the church. There is a perimeter of people standing outside of the glory. All right. Wow. So you have to know your father. You have to know what is ours. And God is trying to get the truth to you all that makes you free, that makes your nations free. So it's not God's fault. It, it's it's our fault for not being humble enough to learn the truth That's and good. hear who God sends. Yeah, there's there's the two parts there, you know, um, when we when you study the symbology of um, being a king and a priest. Okay. When you look into the Old Testament, these are really holy things. You know, um, in Haggai 2, it says, uh, when it talks about, um, ask now the priest concerning the law, if uh, one bears holy flesh in the skirt of his garment, and with his skirt does touch bread, or pottage, or wine, or oil, or any meat shall it be holy. And he says, no. If one that is unclean by a dead body touch any of these, shall it be unclean? The priest and said, it shall be unclean. Then answered Haggai and said, so is this people. And so is this nation before me, says the Lord. So is every work of their hands, and that which they offer is unclean. It says, consider from this day upward, uh, and from before a stone was laid upon a stone. Since those days were, when one came to a heap of 20 measures, and there was but 10. I smote you with the blasting, mildew and hail, and I punished you, basically. He's talking about being clean and holy. And when you read, um, I think it's Titus uh, 1.15, talks about uh, cleanliness and holiness. I think that what we think when it comes to the, the Old Testament and the law, we really bypass the importance of being clean rather than embracing the fact that we need to be so clean, but Jesus makes us clean, Okay. So uh, Titus 1.15 says, The pure all things are pure, but to them that are defiled and unbelieving, nothing is pure, but even their mind and their conscience are defiled. They profess to know God, but in their works they deny him, being abominable and disobedient unto every good work. They are reprobate. Okay? 
That word reprobate means void of judgment. They don't understand. They don't have knowledge of being holy and pure and righteous. So Jesus comes, and I feel like we're a bunch of uh, Woodstock kids running around, you know, doing drugs, being hippies, and being like, we can do whatever. Jesus has come. We're good and righteous, and, and, and we're holy. We can have sex. We can do all these crazy things. And the reason we had the old covenant was because to get into the presence of God, you have to be holy and righteous. But you and I can't be holy and righteous. But we can... We can when we live out of heaven. And so what we're saying is don't live out of your reprobate guy. Okay. Don't live out of the, um, the disobedient and the defiled part of you. You have to make the choice to live out of your holy righteous self that you are made in Christ. And that's, I feel like that's a message that will hit home with people. Wait a minute. I didn't make myself holy and righteous, but God did, Jesus did, but I still have to walk it out. Yeah, because this sin nature is constantly trying to creep back up and trying to be like, because we're here on this planet and you have a flesh and you are flesh and blood, okay? And you're constantly wanting to go after that chocolate cake. I'm just kidding. There's no sin in chocolate cake. It's a joke, okay? That's hurtful. <laughs> I know. There's I know, no I sin in chocolate that. cake. There's no sin in that. But your flesh is constantly... Moving. I grow chocolate trees, by the way. It is good. Chocolate is of God. It truly is in heaven, I'm sure. Um, but yeah, that's the, the flesh. And so this, we have to recognize that we have to put on the garment, put on holiness, put on righteousness. We go, as much as we reign as kings and priests, Corey, we are constantly bowing to the king of kings. We are constantly going to him. He's the king. He's the king of kings. And we're yeah. constantly going to him and saying, make me holy, make me righteous. Help me put yeah. on the garment. Help me put on, help me put on the shoes of the peace of the God, shoes of the gospel peace. Help me to put these things on. We are telling you guys, you've got a, you've got a wardrobe, but there's some, there, you can't just put it on in your mind and, and go and, and defile it. it. Talks about defiling the garments that God has given you. Right. And then to your point, I think, Corey, you were talking about not only when it comes to fornication, are you defiling your garments, but you're defiling the temple. Mm -hmm. Yourself and the ground underneath. You're affecting the ground because it says you sin against your own body. Yeah. So you're putting sin back on your body, which is the frequency that caused toil. Jason, what do you got? As a. Uh... Leah was talking about basically us needing help to not uh, live in their flesh. I actually had John 14, 15 through 17 pulled up and amplified. If you really love me, you will keep and obey my commandments. And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper, comforter, advocate, intercessor, counselor, strengthener, standby, to be with you forever. The spirit of the truth whom the world cannot receive and take it to heart because it does not see him or know him. But you know him because he, the Holy Spirit, remains with you continually and will be with you. This is that empowerment to live that holy life, that consecrated life they talked about in the Old Testament that we don't think we need to. No, in our weakness, when we love Christ, we obey the commands. We obey what he gave us. And the Spirit gives us, it, the Spirit empowers us through the grace of God to not sin. Mm -hmm. 
so that we can live a whole life. And he's always with us. So when we say we can't handle, we can't stop the flesh, yes, we can. The power's been given to us in what we're doing. No, that's so good. My mom says that um, she wrote actually a whole thing. This is really cool. She wrote she wrote a whole blog on sacred vestures, uh, and she did a whole blog on like the the ephod and the garments and everything of the high priest. So go and check that out. Uh, Mom, did, did you put the link in there? Okay, it's it's called The Children Are Gems, Stones to God. And she actually did it sharing some of Serge's teaching on Revelation 21. So check that out. Serge isn't with us tonight, but definitely go check that one out. Then she's telling on me in the chat. She says, Michelle bought dark chocolate with pecans and um, fudge today. First of all, Mom, it was a special treat because I got up at 5.30 this morning and I went to the chocolate shop in town that I've never been to before. And she's telling on me. Mm -hmm. We why you have to talk about the chocolate cake? Not everybody wants fudge. When, I learned something in my days of preaching. Never reference sweet stuff in the middle of a preaching. Or you lose okay, 90 You lose everything. Everybody's gone. I know. It's like, okay, we got to get out of here. It was like, my oh mom. My gosh, you did it How many y'all are in the fridge right now right. looking for something sweet? <laughs> The that's power the, of suggestion. Well, that's the thing about doing like the Zoom online calls. People are like in church, I just want to get out. But no, just keep going, honey. Child, uncle, get me some chocolate. I'll come right back. <laughs> <laughs> this is all just your fault, actually. <laughs> They're like, keep going. You know? All right. So, do we have any rounding off thoughts here of tonight? God is purifying the planet for His government. Yeah. Mm. I want to read um, a couple of comments. The blood of Jesus is the atonement and the justice is the Lord's. That's good. I do want to read, I've been sitting on this since earlier today. Lee and I were reading this. Um, this is good. Uh, I'm going to read it from Amplified. Therefore, you have no excuse or defense or justification, O man, whoever you are who judges and condemns another. For imposing as judge and passing sentence on another, you condemn yourself because you who judge are habitually practicing the very things that you censor and denounce. That's what the left was doing yesterday with uh, issue one. But we know that the judgment, the adverse verdict and sentence of God falls justly and in accordance with truth upon those who practice such things. And do you think or imagine, O oh man, when you judge and condemn those who practice such things and yet do them yourself, that you will escape God's judgment and elude his sentence or adverse verdict? Or are you so blind as to trifle with and presume upon and despise and underestimate the wealth of his kindness and forbearance and long-suffering patience? Are you unmindful or actually ignorant of the fact that God's kindness is intended to lead you to repent, to change your mind and inner man to accept God's will, but by your callous stubbornness and impertinence of heart, excuse me, impenitence, that's an unrepentant, unrepentant heart. Unrepentant heart, yeah. Uh, you are storing up wrath and indignation for yourself on the day of wrath and indignation when God's righteous judgment, just doom, will be revealed. For he will render to every man according to his works justly as his deeds deserve to those who by patient persistence and well-doing and 
springing forth from piety, seek unseen but sure glory and honor and the eternal blessedness of immortality, he will give eternal life. But for those who are self-seeking and self-willed and disobedient to the truth, but responsive to wickedness, there will be indignation and wrath and there will be tribulation and anguish and calamity and constraint for every soul of man who habitually does evil, the Jew first and also the Greek, but glory and honor and heart peace shall be awarded to everyone who habitually does good, the Jew first and also the Greek. So guys, when Lee and I were, we read that earlier today and I was like, oh, well, that's a scripture of judgment for today. And that scripture goes to this continual judgment. It began at the house of the Lord for the Jew first and then to the Gentile. Every man will be sifted. Every man will be judged. And we are seeing that this right now in this time, for the sake of the planet, the earth that God loves, this judgment, especially in this hour, must needs be, and we have to do the hard thing. And that was and an encouraging for scripture for the people of that time. How crazy was that, Romans? Yeah. So how Two, how five. how horrible would it have been for Paul to be lying to the people? Yeah. That those who are storing up these everything's these, all good. Well, right? yeah, or saying yeah. that it's going to be for the future. Yeah. That it's just for the future. No, he was talking about a judgment that came on that generation. It was going to come on that generation. Right. And to Corey's point, we have the same kind of message as Paul. Guys, yeah. these people are storing up wrath inside of themselves for the day of wrath because Jesus is constantly coming in justice and judgment. Right. And he doesn't change. That's what people think. It's like, oh, the judgment happened in Jerusalem. So I guess we're good now. Like, you know, he says he's going to continually refine them until they reach this point of purification. This is in Hebrews. He's going to continue to do this until the job's done. Like his government continues to come until it's covered the whole thing. His glory covers the entire earth. Um, and so, no, this is very important. And the, and the problem is if you go and look, at all these other prophets, what they're talking about right now, they're doing the exact thing that all the real prophets said, don't listen to those people when they're telling you everything is good and great. Exactly. And that like they were getting condemned because of listening to them, they were falling into a trap. That's why Jesus came, you following blind guides, right? Well, if you're following prophets that are only prophesying good right now, I'm telling you what, you're gonna you're following a blind guy, and there's a good chance you'll fall into a trap. Because look, dude, God cannot allow this stuff. He cannot allow these weeds to grow of immor immorality and spread across the world. It's not gonna, it's done. 40 days. <laughs> That's what he said. That's good. Jason, you ready? Final thoughts. Wait, you're, you're muted. muted. Hey. Jason, you're muted. Okay. Try again. I had wrote this earlier, the continual coming and the continual purifying judgment of Jesus are needed to bring us to maturity in Christ and into the unity of the Spirit. This allows us to manifest as sons and daughters of God to bring forth heaven on earth as Jesus prayed. Yes. That's exactly what Hebrews says. His ju just judgments make or his judgments make us just. Yes. That's good, Jason. His judgments make us just. When did you write that? Uh, sometime between four to six today. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's really good. 
And I got, I got one last thing. Uh, Michelle, by the way, I saw how God confirmed to you yesterday that nine-day thing. That was pretty cool. Right. <laughs> yeah, because you already done had a word, and you were saying nine, and then I told you, and then it was literally nine days. Of, I was like, no, you didn't. God, it's, it's so almost, good. <laughs> yeah, I, I caught it. I know that was kind of a little personal thing, but it's important to everybody know, like, God is confirming this stuff. It's watch not, the, we're the only ones shouting this out. Even if you go watch that live stream you guys did last night, you're going to see these other people are saying it. You should watch it, by the yeah. way. I got Holy Ghost all over me, but you, you, you were confirmed in what you said by other prophets. So there are other prophets that aren't preaching the fluffy stuff, but... Some some of them are, are like clipping into the radio station a little bit, but then it's like, oh yeah, and then the rapture is gonna happen. So it's like it's hard to deal with, but all right. They will get they will get it. And here's the thing, I believe there's gonna be a my spirit tells me that there is going to be a moment where this all this false teaching of the rapture rapture theory will fall like scales from off of their eyes in an instant. It will be something probably having to do with judgment that God is going to do where people will go, oh, and like, then they'll come find um, Corey's, um, what was it called? Um, the the university, the kingdom university. That kingdom university. Have, or yeah. Revelation Red Pill or the Kingdom Roundtable, which I have the links for the Kingdom University, I think, on every show in on resistancechicks.com. Because if you guys haven't really? gone through right. Corey's Kingdom University, you should do that. Um, but, uh, and also, as a reminder, Corey, I don't know how long you're going to have that audio book up for free, but I've been putting that in the in on resistance. Chicks I don't have it's not free, but it's up. Okay, all right. So yeah. I've been putting the link to that no. on resistancechicks.com on every Revelation Red Pill show. So no. um, if you guys want to read or listen to Corey's book, it's available, and I want to encourage you guys to go and get it from Amazon. Um, yeah, Born Again as Kings this it's it is so powerful and it's a book that you can give to your friends and that's and your kids can understand it i made it to where even the theologians would get massive revelation and kids can understand it <laughs> you literally always say it that way i'm gonna keep saying it because that, that so fits great. it better fits it, it better. is better it, it, it brings light to the uh the thing let's see uh, Salty Mama says, dessert pastors, all fluffy. Agreed, Michelle. I feel it will be shaken, uh, God says. Amen. Uh, Patriot Gallery says, add to your faith, perseverance, virtue, etc. Build on the stone. You are free. Jesus is the Messiah. Um, I don't know what she means here. Uh, Jesus is here. Oh, the second coming that you're imagining is already here. That's what she says. Jesus is here. And there you go. Full stop. All right. That's all I got. Should we end in prayer? We could yeah. just pick one of us. Jason, you going to take it away in prayer? Sure. Lord, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you for everybody that hears the message of the kingdom, the message that you are here with us. You have come and you are with us and you are bringing...
the kingdom of God into full manifestation on this earth. You are purifying. You are judging. You are bringing your justice mm-hmm. on this earth. We thank you for your justice in this time. We thank you for your judgment coming mm-hmm. upon the evil in this nation. We thank you for the shaking that yes. we will praise God because when it is shaken, but we know we live righteously, we will not be we will not be affected because we are part of that unshakable kingdom. So, Lord, shake. The United States of America, shake it to its core. Mm. Bring down the powers and principalities that are seated in high places that are coming to destroy our children, to destroy our inheritance, to destroy our rightful nation that was created in created by God. One nation under God, this nation was created, and that we will come back to our heritage. Wow. We will come back to our founding documents, the foundation that should be immutable, unmovable, mm. but it's being shaken because of what the world wants to do for what the communist agenda wants to bring forth. But we say not anymore. We destroy the stronghold of communism in America, of socialism. Yes. We say that the kingdom of God will reign and grow and prosper in this nation. We thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Woo. You know, as you were just praying, I did, I did get a word. I just kept hearing, um, well, I'm, I'm going to stand in the gap. I'm stepping up and I'm going to stand in the gap and I'm standing between the devil and these kids Mm. and we are standing between the devil. Okay. And, and all of this craziness, all of this. And, and the more of us stand up together then, then we're, we have to be in to speak it out and recognize the power that we have and the authority that we have. And so I just pray, Father God, that you forgive us for not standing in the gap. For mm. everybody listening right now, I, I just would ask for you to repent and say, God, forgive me for not standing in the gap for a Chloe Cole who had her, her, her a double mastectomy by doctors who, who mutilated her. And, and, and we didn't even know what was going on. And so, Father God, we ask you to forgive us for living our lives and not recognizing the the spiritual battle that's going on around. And for Ohioans, I just pray, Father God, that you just uh, bring repentance to people in Ohio that they didn't that they were repent that they didn't see the spiritual thing. Yeah, they didn't on. see what you were doing. They didn't see what the enemy was doing. They didn't see these orcs coming over the 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 hill. And they just literally stepped out of the way and said, um, I'm sure that this wall that we have that's two feet high will keep the orcs away. No, the orcs are coming. And I just pray, Father God, that you would show them the spiritual eyes that they need in Ohio right now and in every state that Christians' eyes will be opened up to see the enemy so that then they can call on their dad, you, and the angels to fight, but they're not calling on you to fight because they don't see the enemy. And I just pray, Father God, for spiritual eyes to see the lies that lies beneath the surface. And I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I got nothing after that. Guys, it was rough going. We had chicks. We came in later. We had had so many technical difficulties. My reel I had already set up. Because my mom was supposed to do the show tonight because we weren't going to be here and, and the guys were going to be here. I had everything set up and then it started playing Sunday's Reel from because I always have it set up in the the thing. And I was just like, Lord, you know what? I, I knew that tonight's show was going to be fire. I need to give you guys an announcement just because I keep getting emails from Mike Lindell and you guys need to know. Uh, we're just eight days from the biggest event ever. This is from Mike Lindell to bring the change to our election platforms that we must have in order to bring our country back from the, from the brink. Um... You can RSVP uh, to go to, to the view the live stream, and they're encouraging people to uh, tag Joe Rogan. 
I guess, uh, and Valuetainment podcast to connect Lindell with their teams. Uh, they're trying to have a broad reach there. So go to the uh, Lindell event and, and watch that because I think they're bringing some big stuff. Do they have a website? Because I, I always forget what it is. Just go to Lindell TV or frankspeech.com. It's all it over there. Frank Speech. It's all over frankspeech.com. I'll get you where you guys need to go. Yeah. We were at the election summit last year. Um, we're not going this year, but it is. I, I, they're saying that they're going to drop some big stuff. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you something. Mike Lindell is a very righteous man of God. Um, and he puts his money where he's, his mouth is. He's like Corey. He's always giving. It's in Springfield, Missouri, August 16th through 17th. Springfield, that's when? August 16th and 17th. Oh, Jesus. That's where I, my family's at. I know. That's where we that's- were last year. I'll call the old gangsters up for security. I've been talking to them, actually. <laughs> oh, legit? <laughs> legit, yeah. Well, that's hilarious. That's awesome. He, you mean gangsters like real ones? Like, okay, let me explain something real fast. Some gangsters are some of the best people on the earth, okay? Because they actually fight the demons and crush them when they show up. I know. They don't let, like, all right, I, I was thinking about this gangster. last night. But what I meant was, see, when I, y- y'all people are my gangsters. So I didn't know yeah. if you just meant like my people versus like, legit gangsters oh, my old friends from back in the day a lot of them know i i know jesus and respect it some have given their lives to jesus actually but they're still you know gangster okay but, but what i was i was gonna say is a lot of these gangsters they didn't ever hurt people they didn't want to do wrong but when there was people out there doing evil they'd break in their door and and hurt them right so i'm like man that's how Dave, King David would have probably handled stuff too. Oh, but now we're so civilized. You know what? Anyway, Tim Ballard likes on civilization and how I th- think that's the wrong way. <laughs> Tim Ballard likes to say that um, the scripture of the millstone is mafioso because he depicts the crime and then yeah. he gives the punishment. Which is, I know, you know, right? And shoes. according to civilization, we can't do that now. You remember the crime of adultery? Take him outside and stone him, and that way you will keep crime down. <laughs> like, <laughs> all right, I'm gonna read one more comment, and then we're really gonna say goodbye. Don says, guys, I read First uh, Thessalonians, I believe, four sixteen to others because they always point to this about the rapture, and I say the dead in Christ will rise first, and then ask, are the dead not safe where they are? Why would they need to escape tribulation? And they just say, that's a good question. I don't know. And sh- and she goes, I hope you're right, and the scales fall off of their eyes. Amen. So can I read a little email testimony? This is really big deal. Um, this person went and saw Sound of Freedom and did not go by themselves. And they said that, um, it says being kind of a loner, I didn't uh, feel much like reaching out, but I did anyhow. I was surprised when I was able to convince 10 people from his Christian fellowship to go to the movie. It was great. That being said, I was convicted by your teaching about repenting from porn in my life. I had indulged in it, doing all sorts of mental gymnastics to make it seem acceptable. I told myself, I'm not married. I don't have any kids. Who am I harming? I need some sort of female companionship, and this filled the void, etc. But I listened to your broadcast on it with Corey, and I knew that what you guys said was right. I had to make changes, and I did. I threw out my porn. Uh, I can't get rid of my computer. I'm writing to you now on it, but I prayed over it, and I cleansed it. 
and I vowed never to go back to those sites again. I had long quit going to strip clubs. The girls there kept getting younger and younger, and maybe I'm getting older, but something just wasn't right. I went to one club in New York City once and met a blonde woman, probably Eastern European, and I felt like she needed my protection, not my money, but what was I to do? So uh, he says, I'm working on a Josephus project and I've gotten through reading Isaiah, Jeremiah, Ezekiel, and Daniel. And um, so he's reading the word of God. And I, I just love that. And the rest, of the, the rest of it is about how he's reading the word and he's learning about the temple and um, all that stuff. So yes, we got, Amen. Yeah, huge. We got huge. a winner. <laughs> all of heaven is rejoicing when that decision is made. Amen. Amen. And also, guys, I'm going to add a little sneak peek, and I don't want to... We haven't actually had a chance to solidify this yet, but you guys know that we always refer to... Um, there's Th Sir Thriving Mama's in the chat and Patriot Nana. Um, Sir Thriving Mama is Sam, and her mom is Stacy, and Stacy's husband is John, and we talk about John and Stacy all the time. Um, we actually ordained them this year and from the Resistance Chicks Ministry... And just like Scott Kesterson has been doing, he has been taking phone calls to pray over people for deliverance. Leah proposed that John and Stacy pray about being that arm for resistance chicks to be able to field those types of calls where if you guys need deliverance from pornography and sexual deviancy, um, that they will pray over you literally on the phone as part of resistance chicks ministry. And we got a message back from John and he said that they went into prayer about it. And he, and so we're going to be setting that up for you guys to so, be able to yeah. email us or email John. If you are one of these people that needs somebody to, and, and Scott Kesterson, he literally has 10 people that he needed to schedule today, 10 different people from emails that he needed to schedule because he has been doing hour long phone calls of deliverance from anybody that has contacted him. Even so, people from our show, even people from our show. So I wanted to lift that burden a little bit. So we reached out to John and Stacy. And so, so, um, and I know Serge is also doing uh, deliverance ministry as far as pornography goes too. So you guys know, everybody knows how to get a hold of Serge too. So I just want you guys to know that we are not leaving you. We're not saying pain. just stop by yourself, That's even right. though uh, this, this emailer did, and I'm going to leave them anon anonymous. Um, but that's proof you can right there. Exactly. Exactly. That's really good. All right, you guys. Uh, Jason and Corey, thank you for doing the show here and then um, letting us tag along and shout at the microphone a couple times. Um, this was a really, really good night. So, you guys, I'm telling you what. I'm going to promise you something. As long as the internet is going, as we go through this, we will be with you and we are going to advance the kingdom of God as the kingdom of darkness flees. And vanishes. It's going to be incredible, but it's also going to be, it's, it's a very big deal. It's very weighty. You don't want to pray for God's judgment because it, it's hard to watch people go through it and you can't stop it because it's God's judgment. So we love you. God, God loves you. God bless. Remember, it's not just a conspiracy theory. If it's actually the truth, we'll see you next time right here. Revelation Red Pill Wednesdays, Kingdom Round Table Mondays on Rumble. We love you guys and we'll see you on the flip side. Stay clean. Stay sober. Stay righteous, stay pure, stay in the will of God, and you will be protected for what's coming, not only to survive it, but thrive during this time. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. I was cold, all alone. No place for